Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Consumer Watchdog's Rage for Justice Report, our weekly conversation about the current issues we're exposing, confronting, and changing. I'm your host, Carmen Bulber, Executive Director of Consumer Watchdog, and my guest this week is our very own litigation director, Gerald Flanagan. Welcome, Jerry. Hey, good to see you, or hear you. Good to, good to have you on the show remotely, since we're all, uh, since we're all split apart. Um, so uh, we invited Jerry on, asked Jerry to give us a little bit of his time today, um, because we just filed a lawsuit that will improve privacy protections for consumers and uh, make companies live up to their promises. Um, one of the outgrowths of the coronavirus pandemic is all of us uh, stampeding to uh, video conferencing technology. I know I almost never used it uh, before the pandemic, and now I'm constantly on it. In fact, we're recording the podcast on video conferencing technology. So everyone from CEOs to kindergartners are, are using this technology, um, and their privacy promises matter. So uh, Jerry sued Ju Zoom this week. Um, tell me uh, tell me what the case is about, Jerry. So Zoom, uh, as everyone knows, is like really uh, benefited uh, from the pandemic. Its valuation, market valuation, has exploded because of the new normal. Everyone, as you said, you know, running to video conferencing from everything from, you know, extremely sensitive uh, policy conversations and uh, business uh, transactions to uh, talking to uh, relatives and friends and, you know, kids going to school. Zoom, in order to capitalize on the fact that consumers are making privacy a crucial consideration when they're choosing Zoom uh, a conferencing software, Zoom advertised it's using what is known as end-to-end -end encryption, which is the industry standard in encryption. It, what it means is uh, that when you have a conversation and uh, over the uh, video conferencing, end-to-end -end encryption means that the um, signal is not decoded during the transport, it's only decoded when it reaches the other end, meaning the other person's computer. So it's a en totally encrypted communication. Why is that important? Well, it's important because if there's a hacking involved, right? We've all heard about or as you know as and uh, or a Zoom bombing that the um, the message, whatever you're talking about, is not available for decoding. And unfortunately, uh, it turns out uh, Zoom has been literally saying left when it meant right. It's not using end-to-end -end encryption, it's using a much lower level of security. And as a result, uh, folks's, uh, you know, communications have uh, been um, in jeopardy of hacking. We don't know what we don't know. We may be finding out over the next couple of years what, what actually got out. And it turns out also that Zoom has its some of its servers in China, which is uh, obviously known for not uh, respecting privacy. So the suit is really aimed at two things. One is to help fix past problems. There's a statutory damages provision, but also to make sure going forward that Zoom uh, and other companies, when it uh, represent the, correctly the level of privacy it's using. It's kind of a very straightforward, if you're going to say it, you better do it. And if you're not doing it, don't say it. Well, on that front, I mean, I understand that U.S. Senator Richard Blumenthal, the senator from Connecticut, who is a big privacy advocate, uh, stands up for consumers when uh, the tech industry is trying to invade their privacy left and right, uh, sent a letter to Zoom recently on the data that they're storing in China, the fact that the fact that they have servers there, right? 
Yeah, the, uh, Senator Blumenthal and uh, Senator Hawley out of uh, um, uh, Missouri sent a letter to the Department of Justice, um, you know, focusing on this fact that uh, the um, servers are existing in the People's Republic of China. You know, Zoom claims to be an American company, uh, but there are some reports of violations of American civil liberties. And there's a concern, particularly with, you know, policymakers having discussions about China <laughs> over Zoom with its servers in China, uh, you know, how much of that truly is protected. So that's an, an emerging issue um, that we'll, you know, keep an eye on. So uh, tell me what um, consumers get out of this suit. I mean, we, um, you know, this isn't news that happened yesterday. We didn't learn about Zoom lying to the public yesterday. Um, so this news has been out there a little longer. Um, what do consumers get out of this suit now that we already know this is happening? Why well, bring it? Really, yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it's really important. Well, I, I, I say one. I would say though that uh, uh, those Zoom got caught by uh, you know the, the tech insiders and its use, uh, its you know its misuse of the te terminology. I think mis most consumers have no idea that uh, Zoom has been like blatantly misrepresenting. Uh, the level of encryption used uh, in their software, and that that the you know the conversations we're having uh, are easily attacked and hackable. So I, I don't know if most consumers know that, but I think importantly, what this suit will do, in addition to a statutory damages um, per violation for users who were you know for any any time a user is using Zoom, uh, there's a statutory damage provision which is important to correct uh, Zoom's uh, misrepresentations, it makes sure that technology companies going forward uh, you know, are honest, right? I mean, they, technology companies understand that we all care about privacy. They understand that. And they can come on up, you know, make it, you know, uh, reduce it to dollars and, and cents by, um, you know, claiming, in this case of Zoom, claiming to have a level of privacy that they don't. So it's really important, particularly in this day and age, that we understand that when we hear a company say we have the industry standard in encryption technology and it's your 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 uh, communications are private that they actually provide it. Uh, so that's really important going forward. That the you know there is specifically there would be the court we're calling on the court to enjoin uh, Zoom to use these ter this terminology correctly going forward. Um, but also you know again the ramifications for the industry at large are significant. Uh, to have this uh, uh, lawsuit play out publicly, uh, to have this uh, conversation, so people can rely on the representations, and other companies won't follow suit. Because you know, if if you're running your own, uh, you know, look if your Apple uh, FaceTime actually uses end-to-end -end encryption, right? So, and you know, if Apple's looking over Zoom, it's like, wait a minute, you can just say you're using end-to-end -end encryption and not do it and make a whole bunch of money, and Zoom's. You know, market valuation has gone up significantly through the coronavirus period. Um, maybe we, you know, maybe we should just, you know, say we're doing it and not. Um, and so that's 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 a problem. And that's sort of the basic, uh, you know, the Washington D.C. statute that we brought this suit under is designed that way for organizations to um, go after companies who are um, essentially lying to the public. And, and since the basic consumer protection is that you you can't claim to be doing something that you're not doing. Uh, we want to have, uh, you know, make sure that consumers know what they're getting and um, hold companies accountable when they get caught lying. Well, that's the key here, really, is the accountability. Because if the only punishment 
for doing something wrong is having to say you're sorry, then no one's ever going to be deterred from breaking the law. It's like punishing the bank robber by making him give the money back. There's no yeah. risk there. And they said, you know, and saying they didn't it, saying sorry in a very kind of like private public way. I mean, you know, get, you know, it's they got caught like with the with the with the stolen money in the bank account, literally. And then they said, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, but it's a very technical uh, conversation. So, uh, you know, ha- that's what's important about I think this, the lawsuit to have this kind of this conversation play out publicly. Have a you know, make sure that the folks understand what's at stake. Um, and, um, you know, uh, also, you know, hopefully ha- the court will uh, side with us and have a, a public remedy uh, as well to make sure that they're, you know, we can we can trust the technology companies when they claim to be providing a level of protection. Right. And I mean, let, let me maybe put a fine point on that point you're making, because you uh, corrected my kind of misrepresentation twice there. I think your your point is that the public clearly cares deeply about privacy. In fact, Consumer Watchdog just announced our endorsement of Prop 24 in California yesterday, uh, which would expand Californians' privacy protections. That initiative has something like 80% support. It's wildly popular because the public cares very deeply about this issue. They're making uh, commercial and personal decisions based on whether or not their privacy is being protected online. And Zoom never made an announcement to all their customers that they were lying about end-to-end encryption. So although the tech press and privacy advocates know about this violation, the average consumer who's using Zoom never got an email or a pop-up notice the next time they opened up Zoom to say, hey, we don't have end-to-end encryption after all. That was false. Your data is protected less securely. So what's the end result, Jerry, uh, for consumers uh, if uh, this lawsuit proceeds and is successful? What do we want to win? Well, we want to make sure that Zoom uh, tells the truth going forward, uh, that they're not just capitalizing on our privacy concerns by lying to us, that when they make a claim, they actually have to stick to it. And if they're not going to provide the level of protection that they previously promised, then they need to be true about, uh, clear about that going forward. So, it, you know, this is kind of the basic, uh, you know, uh, a basic consumer protection statute that we sued under in Washington, D.C. that just ensures that there's truth in advertising. Uh, that companies just can't make a claim because they know they can make a bunch of money and uh, not provide what they uh, said they're going to provide. And this is a that kind of uh, snake oil type of situation in the technology age. Literally, you know, Zoom preying on the concerns uh, about privacy and the needs of the consumer by literally, uh, you know, making it up as they go and profiting wildly. Uh, and that's you know, if if companies can get away with that, then um, you know, if Zoom can get away with that, then other companies will follow suit. There, there, it, it 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 disrupts the entire marketplace and reduces a sort of banana republic where you can literally, you know, misrepresent what what's what's in the product and what the product does. Basic truth in advertising. That's a good consumer tenet for every company to follow. Um, well, very important suit, Jerry. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, to to tell the public about it. And my pleasure. And thanks, everyone, as always, for listening. Uh, You can read more about the case or sign up for updates about it at consumerwatchdog.org, our website. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. uh, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. I'm Carmen Balber, and this has been the Rage for Justice Report.